Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and we have a fantastic episode for you guys. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest for you. Um, His name is uh, Dr. Ronnie Pollack. Um, He is a good friend and good colleague of mine. Uh, We go way back. Say hi to everyone, Ronnie. Hi. (laughs) Um, A little bit about Ronnie. Um, I'm so glad he's here. Um, He's actually uh, calling me uh, all the way from Tel Aviv, Israel. Um, I'm so glad. Dr. Pollack is a founding director of both uh, the Chef Coaching Program, which stands for the Culinary Healthcare Education Fundamentals um, at the Institute of Lifestyle Medicine at the Spalding Rehab Hospital in uh, Harvard, Boston. Um, and he's also uh, the director of the Center of Lifestyle Medicine at Sheba uh, Medical Center at Tel Aviv, Israel. Um, so many, so many accolades. Um, and I'm so glad that he's here. Um, Ronnie, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> well, I know we go way back and, um, you know, for our um, audience members, um, you know, they want to know so much about um, all the behind the scenes and all the conversations that we have um, in the health and wellness space. And mm-hmm. you and I, um, you know, we share a lot of, lot of, you know, great stuff um, and professional uh, overlays, you know, with stuff. And um, I want, want you to start off, um, tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get to where you are um, in terms of being an MD, you know, a chef, um, and also, you know, kind of like the founder of all these great programs um, that you have uh, in- implemented? Oh, I would love to. So, um, you know, I was trained to be a physician um, in Israel, um, and our medical school followed the European system, which is uh, six years of medical school. And sometimes during the third year, I was, I felt like I need more, more um, creativity in, in my education. So I, I decided to um, take a gap in my medical education and I completed a culinary school in Sydney, Australia. And then I, I went back to medical school and, and finished my degree. So um, that's how I have this like um, combination of culinary and medical degree. Mm. What prompted what prompted you to wanted to learn more about food? Because, you know, nowadays, you know, people are so, you know, they 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 go to a doctor, they know what a doctor is all about, and you know, they tell them X, Y, and Z to do this, to do this and do that, and write a prescription or recommend surgery. What what prompted you? Because that sounds very, very you know, almost uh, a 180, so to speak. And, you know, like me, like, you know, I, I get it. You know, I, you know, <laughs> fell in love with food. <laughs> I fell in love with nutrition, similar to you. I pursued, 
you know, culinary school in between medical school and my residency program. So I know the beauty and, and, and the fundamentals and the importance of food in our current healthcare system. But what, what was it about, you know, pursuing culinary that was important to you to do so? You know, I think it was something that I always wanted to do. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I thought about that as a, um, as a way to improve healthcare or a way to improve, um, you know, the, me the medicine I provide. I just wanted to, to, to learn about food. It, it was, it was mm -hmm. a, like a passion that was um, seeds deep inside me. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. And can you describe, you know, your, uh, a little bit about your experience at the culinary school? Because, you know, I, I know that most culinary schools, um, you know, they're kind of grounded in the French technique. And, um, you know, I went to a culinary school that was more grounded in uh, Asian, you know, um, uh, influences. And so uh, tell me, like, tell the audience members, like, what was your experience, you know, as a healthcare professional and as a medical student, you know, and then going into that world and, you know, what did you extract from it and what did you make it your own? So this is this is really interesting because um, I graduated from a traditional French culinary school, mm -hmm. like uh, Le Cordon Bleu. Mm -hmm. And usually when people hear that I learned cooking at Le Cordon Bleu, they kind of don't understand what I got from it from health perspective, because people think about French cuisine as a... Um, as a culture that uses a lot of cream and butter mm -hmm. and, and white flour and all these kind of things. And they, um, they, they, they really use it. However, there is a, a really emphasize on the quality of the ingredients. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you use herb, you, you really use the herb in, the, in, in, in its most... Uh, you know, to extract the, the, the tons of flavor out of the herbs. If, mm -hmm. you, if you make like onion soup, so you really understand how to bring out all the flavors from the onion. Mm. And I think this is key in healthy cooking because, you know, I think that everybody wants their food to be delicious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you make something and it's not taste good enough, this is, this is when you start adding salt, sugar, cream, mm. and all the, all, the, you know, all the flavor enhancers. And if you know just to make good food, so it's, it's, it's usually much healthier. Mm. And, and, and I think that's what I got from, the, uh, from my culinary school. You know, and this is, this is really funny because... I, I, I always remember um, like my first term in the culinary school mm -hmm. and I, I failed the exam. Like, <laughs> final, uh, seriously, I failed yeah. the, the, the final exam of the, of the term. Mm -hmm. and, and, and why did I fail? Because I, I had too much fat in my soup. Ah. And so now although, although uh, you know, they use fat whenever they want, you shouldn't have extra fat in your soup. I mean, you should have exactly the level of fat that this soup requires. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even, even the French cuisine that use fat, 
as you know, without any restriction, they don't want it in the soup for nothing. Mm. Uh, and, and you know, and and all these techniques help me, and and still helping me while I'm teaching people to cook healthy. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I, I think that's very interesting, and thank you for sharing that because um, you know nowadays, you know, being uh, you know in the United States, you know, we have such a huge disparity of you know cooking, lack of cooking. What is actual, you know, good, healthy um, cuisine, right? Um, you know, prepared at home um, versus, you know, what is presented in the food industry, you know, like the takeouts, the fast foods, the restaurant industry and things like that. And, you know, for many of our, uh, you know, uh, patients and clients and people who are listening in, you know, we can, you know, you know, feel and taste um, all these different extremes, you know, to things that are really, really bland to very, 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 very sweet, you know, like mm -hmm. soda and breads and cakes and pastries. And so it, it's almost like we don't really know what is actually, you know, good tasting um, you know, actually doing what you're describing is actually, you know, making the the dish, you know, just like making it, um, how should I say it, um, you know, presenting it in, in the most appropriate, you know, way in terms of how, how it's originally prepared, you know, so I think that's awesome in terms of how you're describing it in terms of how you were, you know, taught because, you know, we just eat things that are too extreme, in my opinion, um, on one way or another. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think that the understanding food and understanding how to flavor food and how to cook food, you know, are are, are so important. You know, for uh, because, for example, when I when I teach people to do, let's say, to cook soup, so you know, most of the people think that that enhancing the flavor of a soup with with cream mm -hmm. is you know is the best way to to bring flavor into the soup mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean however um, you can bring so many flavors to to your soup with onions and with mm -hmm. herbs and with mm -hmm. spices that you really don't want to add cream because the cream just masks all the, the amazing flavors that mm -hmm. that all kind of food items can bring to your soup and you know in other dishes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey guys, we're gonna be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. I think there's a lot of things um, in the pantry, um, you know, that, you know, are perfect to be able to augment um, and enhance, like you said, um, you know, different spices and herbs, um, mm -hmm. you know, that we can do. Um, but I think it's also a lack of uh, awareness and lack of education and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, having, you know, I'm a first generation, you know, American born Chinese, you know, I'm, uh, my folks were, you know, immigrated here a couple of years before I was born. And I was lucky enough to have both of my parents, you know, uh, cook in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I grew up. Um, you know, just being in a kitchen all the time. So, but there's also a lot of Americans, you know, a lot of, you know, people that we see on a day to day that don't have that kind of skill level. Um, so that leads into my next question. 
you know, so what, you know, after having gone through your medical education and the culinary, what brought you to Boston, um, ultimately to Harvard, um, and then ultimately for you to find, uh, to, to, um, to, to create the program, the, the chef, tra uh, chef uh, coaching program? Yeah, so, so thank you for that, uh, that question because, um, you know, it was a really interesting path. So when I, when I finished culinary school and went back to, to my medical school, I was lucky enough that the hospital developed a lifestyle medicine center. Mm. And, and within that, uh, they wanted to open a teaching kitchen to teach people how to cook. So, you know, they heard about my set of skills and they recruited me to be the director of this, of this teaching kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then, and then um, after a few years, um, I, I thought about pursuing a fellowship at, at Harvard Medical School. And then when I, when I arrived to Jocelyn, at Harvard Medical School, um, I didn't have a kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, uh, <laughs> you know, I, want, I, want, I want to deliver culinary education. I have experience delivering culinary education. My passion is to deliver culinary, mm -hmm. culinary education, but I don't have a teaching kitchen. So, mm -hmm. you know, so, so what can I do? And, you know, and, and, and separate than that, my, uh, my mentor, um, Eddie Phillips, mm -hmm asked me to do like um, a coaching training. I said, okay, you know, uh, if, this is, if this is part of the, of the curriculum, I'll, I'll do coaching training. And, and the coaching training through well coaches was remotely. So like I joined for two hours once a week through the fund, you know, the same as we talk now. Mm -hmm. And I, I completed a health coaching certificate. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, if, if, I can, if I can learn to be a health coach through, uh, you know, from distance, maybe, you know, just maybe people can learn how to cook from a distance. Mm. And, and then I also understood that health coaching is so important for adopting healthy behavior. And, you know, and, and, I, think, and, and I think that this is key mm. because, because many people think about, think, about home cooking, about cooking as a, you know, um, as fun. And, and, and this is really fun. Mm -hmm. And, and when, when, you know, when people are going, uh, when people are taking culinary school or, uh, you know, when, when people are going, in, going into a cooking workshop, they usually learn to cook something nice that they can cook at home, maybe once, maybe twice. But what we really want is that home cooking will be a behavior. We mm -hmm. want people to cook, you know, a few times a week, maybe every day, maybe once a week. Mm -hmm. We want home cooking to be a sustainable behavior. Mm -hmm. and, and therefore, behavioral change techniques are so important, such as cooking, uh, sorry, su uh, such as coaching. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I took all of this together. I took the health coaching. I took the telemedicine and developed the chef coaching program. So that was kind of the, um, the beginning of my journey. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, and I agree with you. Um, I think there is, um, you know, uh, for, for those in the audience that, you know, don't understand uh, the, the, the concepts of, you know, when we think of coach, you know, we think of, 
you know, coach, um, like, you know, sports, right. Like a football mm -hmm. game, you know, and, um, you know, I, you know, for our audience members, you know, how we were taught in medical school and Ronnie, you know, the, maybe it was different, uh, taught, um, uh, overseas for you. Um, but for, for us, we were taught to, you know, how to counsel patients, right. And counseling patients from a, a doctor and patient relationship is very different than, you know, someone coaching you, you know, and, um, you know, a counseling is more, you know, you know, we, someone tells you what's wrong with them or their issue, and then you give them a prescription, you tell them, you know, what to That's do nice. and how to treat, right? But coaching, you know, is more of a shared, it's more of a shared relationship, it's more of a partnership, it's more of a two way street, you know, the coach is actually an advocate, you know, and, um, you know, I think blending that with, you know, uh, the, the, the behaviors, the, the enhanced behaviors of needing to be in the kitchen um, is awesome, you know, and I think your program is wonderful. Um, uh, and then, you know, we'll definitely, you know, give the audience members uh, how to reach, uh, how, to, how, to, how to reach you um, and, and learn more about the program. And, and, you know, Colin, another thing that was amazed me when I was a medical student is that, you know, usually when physicians prescribe uh, pills, to patients, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's very, it's, it's straightforward. I mean, when, when, I'm, when I'm telling my patient to take pill X twice a day, so we just need to take pill X twice a day. Mm -hmm. However, if I want my patient to eat healthier, so just telling a patient what to eat, it's not enough mm -hmm. because, because patient needs to know how to cook it, how to shop it, mm -hmm. how to make it, how to store it. And, and I was amazed as a student, um, you know, to hear physicians. I mean, most of them did not talk about food, but, but even those who talk about food uh, said, well, you know, you should eat more whole grains. Boom. Mm -hmm. You know, and patients, patients look at, this, at, this, at the physicians like, okay, I, how can I make it? Where can I find it? Mm -hmm what what can i do with it and and i think that we as physicians lack skills education we 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 deliver knowledge but we usually do not deliver skills because mm. traditionally taking pills does not require any skill mm. but but walking eating meditating all all these healthy behaviors if you would like to adopt them, you need to know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, that um, adds to your point about, you know, coursework, you know, a program, something, you know, that is, you know, regimen, you know, what you're, what you're essentially prescribing, so to speak, is no longer a uh, prescription, you know, a prescription, you know, for, you know, it's, it's, you know, the whatever you're prescribing, you know, how many times a day, and for how long, right? What you're describing mm -hmm. is a whole regimen and a regimen mm -hmm. can't be taught, um, you know, at a one time thing, you know, it needs, it needs frequency and needs consistency and needs, you know, um, you know, a, a adoption of skills. Um, and then everyone, how they learn, everyone's a different learning style. So it's almost like going back to school, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. sort of speak. And so that's the whole purpose of, um, you know, the program. So I, I think that's wonderful. So tell me, uh, let's go deeper a, a little bit, you know, why, you know, because you've done a lot of research, you know, uh, about the home cooking, uh, the culinary behaviors, 
what is, why do you think, what is the importance? Why is the importance of the intersection between, you know, food and uh, medicine and nutrition? And, um, you know, what is the importance of it, you know, in our current, you know, healthcare era? And, uh, and what do we need to get out of it to, to move forward, to get better? Because, you know, as you know, you know, we're not, it, it doesn't look like we're, 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 we're breaking, um, we're, we're making any headway, you know, uh, healthcare costs takes up 18 to almost 20% of our gross domestic product here in the United States. Um, healthcare costs are rising. Um, and so, and most of it is chronic diseases, you know, like mm-hmm. high blood pressure, diabetes, but what is, why, why, why your time into this? What is the passion into this? And like, what is the importance that we have to extract from this? So, you know, I, I think that food is, is key in, in healthcare because, because food can prevent disease. Food can help in uh, managing chronic diseases. And actually, we now know that food, that healthy food can even reverse chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. And, and, my, you know, and, uh, and my passion in culinary medicine is the way that we, the, the, the people that work in the culinary medicine area, looked at food. And, and I think that we looked at food from a different angle. I think that most of the healthcare, healthcare system, those who consider food as medicine, usually looked at food from the nutrient perspective, mm-hmm. from saturated fat, vitamins, minerals, fibers, and so on. And, you know, and this terminology, is, is, it's, it, this uh, scientific terminology, it's, 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 it doesn't help so much the audience to buy healthy food because usually when people buy food, they, we want them to buy fruits. We want them to buy vegetables. We want them to buy whole grain. Yeah. We don't want them to buy minerals or vitamins. <laughs> or you might as well just tell them go to a vitamin <laughs> shop, right? <laughs> right? Correct. So, so we really need to talk the language that people understand. Hey, guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, so it's the it's the it's the it's the wholeness. It's the wholeness, you know. And um, a lot of medicine, you know, how we're, we were taught is the reductionist approach. And so, you know, everything, you know, very very to its component, but. You know, food, um, you know, food, you know, what you're referring to, like the whole grains and the fruits and the produce and all that other stuff. It's uh, it's the entirety. It's the complex whole of it. And, you know, we can't extract it. You know, I mean, Mother Nature um, designed it, you know, the way it, it needed to be to be able to give us our full body nutrition. Um, so, yeah. So I, I, I think that's awesome. Um, so I want uh, tell me. Um, my my next question for you is that um, in in where how patients are nowadays, you know, um, you know, going back to my point about the generational thing, you know, my parents, you know, are are um, you know I'm a first generation American born Chinese, and I've this is an observation is that I feel like as generations go on, 
um, you know, more and more culinary skills are lost in the kitchen, mm -hmm. you know, right? And the food industry is very, very good in terms of making it super easy for people to just mm -hmm. order something, click an app, um, you know, call in, and it's, it's right there. It shows up to your, you know, front doorstep. What are the reasons, what are the main reasons do you think people are cooking less um, in the kitchen? You know, what are the main barriers and what can we do to overcome this? So the, the, the main barrier for, um, for, home for, for lack of home cooking is time. And, and, and research so, uh, show that again and again, that the, 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 uh, the number one barrier for home cooking is time. You know, people are busy these mm -hmm. days. They have so many obligations. They're working tons of hours. Um, commuting takes tons of time. And, and people just don't have the time to cook. Um, also, we know that people, as, as you said, lack skills. And also, also, people lack confidence to cook. So these are the three main barriers for home cooking these days. Mm -hmm. And so what are, what are, how does your program or how do you teach like, uh, to people how to overcome these individual, uh, uh, barriers? Mm -hmm. So if, if you talk about time as an example, so, um, the chef coaching program use two sets of skills. One is culinary training and the other, and the other is coaching principles. So if I'll, if I'll focus for just a minute on the culinary training, mm -hmm. so the way we help people to overcome time is by training people cooking techniques that helps to save time. For example, we teach people how to do batch cooking, which is cooking um, more serving than you need and, and storing the extra serving in the fridge or in the freezer mm -hmm. and using them in later... Um, you know, another day or maybe next week or maybe next month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, another technique that we teach people to do is repurposing, mm -hmm. which, is, which, is cooking, which is cooking something and use the leftover for other dishes. For example, you cook, let's say, zucchini soup. Mm -hmm. So you can cook more of the soup and use one cup of it to, uh, as a sauce for a chicken breast, you know, mm. just an mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. so, so this is from the culinary training perspective. From the health coaching perspective, we help people to manage better the, uh, their time, which we train people to think about prioritizing what's really important for them. And, and, the, and then, um, you know, in the limited time they have, they find more time to cook. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's awesome in terms of, you know, because people are just very busy and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and people uh, are, you know, they, it, it's interesting because, you know, we value health, right? I feel like mm -hmm. I tell my patients, it doesn't matter if you're a homeless person or if you are a billionaire CEO, if you don't have health, you know, it, you know, you really can't do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but people, you know, nowadays in our very fast paced society, you know, we're, we're just inundated with so many things. And so um, I think a different way of reframing, you know, how we teach people the language of cooking or home cooking um, specifically is how we prioritize things. And, you know, mm -hmm. you talked about, 
you know, um, you know, doing different things to reduce time and, you know, um, you know, doing things in large numbers so we can have more of it. So I think that's great. Um, so in terms of, um, you know, what about confidence? Uh, what would you say about confidence in terms of fighting uh, people with lower confidence who don't have the skills? So you know, I think it's I think it's it's really related to to what you have just shared that people are cooking less and less, and and we know that usually people learn to cook from their parents, and if you know if if people didn't receive this edu education from their parents, they lack culinary skills, mm -hmm. and they also lack the confidence to cook. Mm -hmm. And 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 we we know that people can cook much more with what they know, if we are working on their confidence. So we are using the culinary coaching approach, which is combining culinary training and mm -hmm. coaching principle to improve the skills and the confidence together. Mm. So thereby, you know, if we could, you know, get them to have more skills and more practice and repetition, sort of speak, then they'll they'll be able to be more confident, you know, from it, right? Correct, correct, and and also also you know helping people um, understand their skills level and setting goals that works for them. Mm. And we know that success brings success. So if, for example, we help people to identify the specific recipe they would like to make. And if they make it and succeed with it, their confidence improve, and therefore next time they are, they might try to do more challenging recipe. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I, I wanted to uh, kind of uh, you shared a lot of great stuff, and uh, I wanted to kind of uh, conclude. Um, you know, for for audience members that want to start today, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, that really get inspired from, you know, whether it's a cooking show they saw or it's a, a public cooking class or, you know, even just listening to this particular episode and, you know, just feeling, man, I just want to get started. I'm just so tired of, you know, being sick, taking pills. I really want to take my life back, you know, and I want to start in the kitchen. That's what I tell people is if you want to take back your, your health, you got to start in the kitchen. What can you share with audience members, you know, today that they can start today, like three tips, um, you know, you know, how, you know, what can we start today in terms of, you know, where can we, where can they start in the kitchen? What do they need? Um, and, and what can they, you know, uh, go and look for and purchase? So, um, you know, we, people really don't need fancy kitchens in order to cook. Yeah, you know, if you have just, if you would like to purchase just a you know, cutting board mm -hmm. and a chef knife and maybe a frying pan and a pot, that should be sufficient to do so many things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is, this is really, really a good start. You know, just, just buying pot, frying pan, cutting board, and, and a knife mm -hmm. and you can mm -hmm. do tons of stuff and you know and and, and then you know then the, the next question is is what to cook and, and um, you know I, I would recommend go to the supermarket and find some vegetables mm -hmm. that, uh, that you would like to make maybe maybe you know start with something that you feel confidence to make that you know how to make I, that you saw your parents making and just try it. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just, do, just go start somewhere, right? I mean, starting with the, you know, produce that is familiar, you know, and obviously there's going to be produce that, you know, looks funny. I don't know what it is, and you know, things like that. And uh, I would probably add to your point in terms of, you know, start what's familiar. You know, if you know what a tomato is or a potato. Um, if you know what a zucchini is or a squash, you know, just start with that. And, um, you know, there's a lot of great recipes, um, you know, um, uh, probably in your program and online that we can start access. Do you have any, uh, pantry, um, essentials, uh, that you would recommend in terms of like herbs and spices? Um, you know, where, where to start with that? You know, you can, you can have like parsley and, and cilantro as, as herbs and, and maybe salt, pepper and, um, that's that should be enough. That should be enough to, to do to do tons of stuff. And you know, if you are if, if you mentioned recipes and resources, so I'm happy to share a few few good resources to uh, for people to use. Mm-hmm. If if you if you for example Google um, ACPM uh, culinary medicine, you can find uh, free uh, peer reviewed videos of uh, plant based food. Mm. Uh, with great recipes that you can use. Uh, you can find there also um, ingredient list and tips how to improve your uh, productivity in the kitchen, to save time in the kitchen, how to do batch cooking, and lots of great stuff. Awesome. 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 Yeah, we'll definitely uh, share those, uh, uh, those links um, you know, at the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, thank you, Ronnie. This has been uh, great. Thank you for sharing your information, your story, and how you came about, um, you know, being where you are. Um, I know there's a lot of great things uh, with chef coaching. Uh, I think um, uh, on the horizon, you are doing our, a lot more remote work, right, with the chef coaching. Mm-hmm. So, so, the, so the chef coaching is, um, is so to speak, a remote program. And, you know, and, and so what we do with people, we talk with them, we share with them recipes, we share with them videos. And what we start doing this year, we cook remotely with people. Mm. So our, our chef logged in into a video conference software from their kitchen and patients logged in from their kitchen. And, and the chef and the patients are literally cooked together at the same time. Um, you know, everyone from his own kitchen. That's awesome. That's almost, it's almost like a live, uh, live cooking program, you know, instead of, instead of just watching someone, you know, you're doing it live. And so I think that's fantastic because you get the immediate feedback, uh, in terms of, you know, what to do, what not to do and things like that. So, um, Ronnie, again, that, um, that's awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing. Um, I'll be happy to share everything at the end of the episode, uh, thank you so much for coming on board, uh, Ronnie, and um, and uh, you know, thank you for giving this great information to uh, to our audience members. Thank you so much for um, inviting me, and um, and I hope you'll cook some nice stuff today. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right. Uh, so this has been uh, another episode of Thrive Bites. Uh, please check back here weekly, and we will see you on the next video. Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.